Welcome back to the final hour of uh, Tip Today. Bill was on to us from Carrick. He says he always enjoys listening to Thomas Conway. Wonderful clarity in his voice, it says here. And he delivers some very interesting information. We noticed that he has been delivering news on Tip FM uh, on Sunday as well. Watch out, Fran, it says he's after your job. Well done, Thomas. Well, it's great to see uh, somebody as young as he is and as informed and a great uh, personality as well. So well done to Thomas and thank you for that, Bill, on 83 311 Now, we're with you every single weekday morning, of course, with uh, Tip Today from 9. And Helen spoke to me this morning about the Late Late Show and it led her to telling us a surprising fact that I certainly wasn't expecting. Here's a little of what she had to say to us just after 9 o'clock this morning. And brought me back to Gaybird and his sense of humour when he was talking about condoms and he was showing how to use it, put one on and he said pardon the expression but <laughs> roll it there Colette <laughs> Oh you're bringing me back lovely memories now that's, Oh my that's, god, that's, do that's you by the way, do you know why they're called Johnnies? I don't know why they're called Johnnies, now why, why are they called Johnnies Ellen? I'll tell you why, in the 17th century England there were they, they had a form of condoms and they were made by a pharmacist called John Miles. Right. And they called him Johnny Miles or Johnny's. I, do you know, every day is a school day, Helen. I, I didn't think I'd get information of that quality from you this morning, but... <laughs> oh, there you go. You never know what you'd get from me. My head does a lot of things. <laughs> Helen, <laughs> I love it. sometimes it goes into mad areas altogether. <laughs> never, Helen, never. That's uh, Helen speaking this morning just after at nine o'clock. It just goes to show you when we go off on tangents on this programme, we do it in great style indeed. I hope we won't go off on tangents now. I'm delighted to be joined in the, the studio by John G. O'Dwyer. How are you, John? I'm very well. The first thing I have to to say now, like RTE is this, that you know, I'm ruling myself out for the job you know, of, on tip today I'm... You're I'm, ruling I'm, yourself I'm, out I'm, of that ruling, you? you have no problem here, Thomas Conway may be a problem, but since they all ruled themselves out on RTE, I'll have to rule myself out here as well <laughs> I always felt when that was happening that it was a sure sign that people were holding their hands up and saying, yeah, 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 yeah. well right. I think what had been happening was the, the phone hadn't been ringing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they wanted to pile in on that's great isn't it? Um, walks up, by the way First of all, before we go on, we've we've drawn the curtains on uh, Walks and Talks for this year. But congratulations. What is that a great, great programme? So yeah, fantastic. I think, well, it's, in a way, it's not me or it's not Alison. I think we had some fabulous guests oh, on brilliant. it. And, you know, I'd never really spoken to him before. But the guy I was most impressed with was Johnny Lahey. Yeah, I thought that was You know, super. and he was no angel when he was young. Yeah. He, he'll admit that himself. Yeah, yeah. And then he hit the buffers. But how he transformed his life. And he does seem, you know, to care about other people people now. So it shows what you can do. And you know, King didn't come out on the air much at all. But all the time he kept reminding us, I have to wish well my mother who's in, in a home. And uh, that kept going. He seems to care for her enormously. And then he didn't even see me. But afterwards, I was up in the shopping centre in Torres and there he was. He'd taken her out of the home and he was bringing her in for, her, for supper. So, yeah. you know, it was, and there was some, and even John McGurk, you know. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. But Father Iggy, what, oh, what a... God, Absolutely. What a, and I mean, what a man, you know. Yeah, and the institutional church as well as that. He came out and said it has no future. But you need 40 yeah. minutes with these guys. Of course, yeah. What is the future then? I'd love to have asked him that. Where does he see the church? And maybe you'll have to ring him up and ask him yeah. about that. Whatever. Well, we spoke but, to him lots of times on, on the programme. And I always look forward to it, as I do with John Lahey uh, as well. You heard to talk to us about walking, though, uh, the, 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 this morning. Uh, it, let, put your tourism hat on you, <laughs> John, for a moment. The importance of walking to us now. Yes. You know, it's it's vital, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you what I did... Uh 
this is Monday, last Monday, I was over in the Rock of Cashel seeing off a group of people and they were doing St. Ecton's Way. Yes. And there was about 18 of them. And they came into Ireland specifically to do St. Ecton's Way, to walk St. Ecton's Way. They did. They saw the Rock of Cashel, by the way, but they didn't come in for any other reason. They came in to do that. Now, there are very, very few products in Ireland. I wouldn't say anybody ever comes into Ireland for the Cliffs of Moher alone or for the Rock of Cashel or for anything else. Yes. You know, they, what walking is one thing, and particularly pilgrim paths, and it's the same with the Camino. P- some of those people flew in on Sunday, walked St. Ecton's Way, and flew out the following uh, Sunday without seeing, with seeing no. very little in Ireland. So specifically for specifically that. Specifically for that, and that is the thing I think we have to knock home to people. We have a great product, we have first mover advantage on a, on a, a week-long pilgrim path in Ireland. We mm. probably haven't publicised it enough or invested in it yeah. enough, but but it has, you know, that's the sort of transformation. And not only that then, they would have been close to the path. They were walkers. So all their spending had to be right. close to the path. There were three nights, I know, in Care House Hotel. But, but John, what are they telling you when they're going away? Did we look after them? Yeah, well, I think on the pilgrim, well, certainly this was Waterford Camino and certainly they yeah. were looked after. I mean, I had a chat with them and set them on their way, but I actually joined them for dinner in the Care House Hotel. And what they had there as well, you know, different things. There was actually, they had, you know, a sing song there. They actually had music d- during the meal there. So, and then the highlight of their stay, which is, I think is tremendous, uh, is they go down and they stay two nights in Mount Mallory Abbey and overnights there and they absolutely love it. And you know who cooks the meal for them? on the first night they're there. Who? The Abbot. Wow. Is it, you know, Dom oh. Richard is a fantastic cook Isn't down there. Brilliant. So where do you get that anywhere else in the world where your food is actually prepared and served to you by the Abbot? And seemingly it's the highlight of his week. He loves expressing himself through food. So like those are all the small things that make a difference. And you get then, and the way I think tourism is going, it's going now towards slow tourism. And we have to think of that rather than something where, you know, you come in in a week and to try and do the whole Wild Atlantic Way. We, it's into slow tourism and I think Tipperary is particularly well set up for that and we also then are working on the Lit- Littleton Labyrinth as well as that yes. and the shovels are going into the ground this week on that and that will be you know it'll be something different again because what I'm thinking is the normal greenways are reaching saturation point at this stage you know you got a huge benefit from the first one the Great Western Greenway the second one Waterford now they're kind of you know they're in every area and they, I don't think they will be as transformative in the future. But this is different. This is actually a peatway. It's through a bog. So it'll be, the, uh, you know, a, a unique selling point there would be a family for the first time. You can cycle into the heart of a bog for the first time in Ireland. Those are the sort of, of things where you've differentiated. And of course, we did it together as well. I mean, the great story about the finding of the Derry and the Flan oh, Chalice sure, and the human interest that yeah, was in that yeah. as well. And I'll give my own opinion on it that actually. Actually, uh, the webs who found it were actually quite poorly treated in yes. that particular thing. But in the media, it was it was the opposite that they were looking for five million or something like that. But that only happened when the two sides fell apart. Of course, indeed. Great hey, can I just take you back to what you said to me about the saturation there? Her blue ways mm. and green ways are concerned. Are you, 
are you concerned about that? You, well, I think you have to innovate those, all you, the time. Do you think we need to stop developing those? No, because I think the thing is they have benefits in your, you know, they have benefits locally. For, locally. Yes. Okay. And they get people out and they keep people out of the emergency units in hospital, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, and, you know, as well as that for mental health, people get out into green spaces. Now, some have exceptions. For example, I think the Blue Way here, the fact that it's all the way from Clonmel to Carrick and Shore, it's a waterway walk all mm. the way. I think that is something that has kind of a uniqueness to itself. Mm. But we have to be careful now, and they're very expensive, about investing huge amounts in greenways. When yes. I was looking at it there, and just about every county council in the country has an application in for funding at the moment to do some kind of a greenway. You know, uh, you know, the, the first speed, the first move advantage is always the best one. But then as more and more come on board, you will find you need to innovate all the time. We've gone through the greenway phase. We're certainly walking, but I think it's pilgrim paths, innovative things like uh, peatways, coastal walks, that kind of thing. I think that's the future. But slow good, tourism yeah. is it. And uh, the cyclists and walkers on some of these greenways mm. and blueways, they don't sit easily together all no, of the no, time. No, they I mean, don't, we, absolutely. I yeah. mean, really most of the greenways, I think they're they're most suitable for cycling. You know, there's no doubt about that. Yes. Somebody was asking me there lately now about doing a charity event down on the Waterford Greenway, and I was saying, oh, that's very packed and that kind of thing, and there'll be cyclists whizzing past you and everything yeah. else. You know, it may not be suitable for that. Now, the Waterford Greenway has been a success because it was the second major one that was done in Ireland. But I'd say at this stage, we have about 15 greenways. And, you know, it's... You see... The, the cyclists then that go on it are the leisure cyclists. Yes. The people who are in cycling clubs who like to do 100 kilometres on a Sunday, they're not going to go along on those either. And remember that when you're crossing a road, you have to get off your bike and all that kind of thing. So it doesn't fit in with them as well. And then sometimes, I'm amazed actually when I've been on them, there actually aren't more accidents yes, on them. Because yeah. some cyclists are flying along. Yeah, we get a lot the, of complaints and uh, there's no bells on bikes nowadays. You, what you should do well. is... Well, press your bell and then when you come don't come up whiz up behind somebody if they're on the right hand side you press your bell first and then you say passing left or yes. passing right uh, but you don't come up and you suddenly and you whiz right. past them the only thing I will say as a very recent cyclist uh, you have walkers you have walkers with the earbuds yeah, in yeah. and they're listening to music or they're listening to podcasts and even when you ring the bell they can't hear you yeah well you, as well as that when you're passing somebody <coughs> courtesy suggests that you also pass carefully and you yes. slow down remember the the, the care is with in all situations this is in hill walking skiing and everything else it's the person coming from behind because they have the duty of care okay one of our lists is saying uh, live on uh, St. Declan's Way it's great to see jolly people walking and laughing uh, but we need to try and keep it tidy and that's James who's in Addy Kit uh, this morning is that of concern to you keeping these ways tidy is that an issue even I haven't come across haven't it as an issue, okay. except in the sense that we need to keep the whole country tidy. Yes. And naturally, we're a bit of an untidy race. Yes. But certainly, you know, a lot of people go out on it, they watch it. And I, I, I have seen people out there on the way with their plastic bags going out and picking up all the, the litter that's along it. There right. shouldn't be litter there, but maybe this person might, if there is, you know, rather than maybe ringing in here, might say, look, get a plastic bag, go out. And if there are untidy people have been around, just clear it out. And your role on temporary tourism, John, I'm just wondering why why are we still selling the images of the Rock of Cashel and the the hills of uh, the the place in Clare and all of uh, Cliffs of Moher and all of this, as opposed to some of the. The, the, the pilgrim paths and that. Well, they're, they're the signature attractions, but the answer is 
I'm probably not 100% certain of exactly. I mean, I have been an advocate for a long time of doing things like the Pilgrim Pants and that, because as I say, you will get people to come in specifically for that. Now, yes. the Rock of Cashel and the Cliffs of Moher and the Blarney Stone and that, put them together as a portfolio, and they are extremely powerful. So we have to keep selling those as well. And they are, of course, the attractions that are known. But I think we have been extremely conservative. I mean, for example, you take the Rock of Cashel. Well, I, you probably did it as well. Did you ever sneak in over the wall and climb um, up to the um, top? So we used to sneak in under the gate when it was Into a the gate yeah, or in, yeah, at the, yeah. in, a, in at the Scully yeah. Monument. You get up there to the top. Now, I would consider selfies is what an awful lot is about. Mm. That is one of the finest selfie points in Ireland. But nobody is allowed up no, there to explore there. that. Yeah. Yet, you know, you could say, oh, health and safety, of course... No problem in Blarney Castle, which is even more dangerous. You put in, you know, some kind of a, a wooden scaffolding that will get people up there, and if the next generation don't like it, they can take it out of it, and the building hasn't been compromised in any way. The same thing with Trim Castle. Loads of places. I don't know why, but if that was was there, people would spend longer on the Rock of Cashel and then be more likely to come out and say, oh, yeah, I'm a bit hungry now. I was up there for an hour and three quarters. I'll go down and have my lunch. Rather than the standard thing of sitting into the car going right. somewhere else. Why isn't the OPW listening? <laughs> well, I hope they are. Right, and okay. I'm going to mention that. I'm going to mention that. We have a tourism forum now going yeah. ahead on Tuesday evening in the source at 7 o'clock. And that is actually one of the points I will be making. And I hope the OPW will come along and, and listen to that. Now, I'm not saying there may be other reasons. All I do is I put forward we consider this. Yes. Tell me why you can't do it. Like the way John F. Kennedy, tell me why not. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I would say about that. Why too, the ecclesiastical side there is, people would spend more time, I would love to see the ecclesiastical side of the Rock of Cashel and Horabi. And then when you come down off the Rock of Cashel, there's a sign that says Hoare Abbey. And then we put our toe in the water, and maybe twice a day in the summer, we have the offering that there's a guide on the Rock of Cashel at maybe... A, 10.30 and 2.30, who will take you down and tell you the story of Horebi as well as that. Now, there's some work going on it, I know, and they mm. are upgrading mm. around there. Yes. But those are the sort of opportunities. Often you don't need to build a huge new interpretive centre or something like that. If you look imaginatively of what you have there already, you can often very much do it. And in fact, I think, you know, the interpretive centres and that, they're another thing that has shot their bolt as well as that. There's you, too you many so, of yeah. them and it's too easy on to get, you know, if you want in information now on Michael Collins. You're probably unlikely to go down to some interpretive centre in Cork. You just go and like, you read a book or there'll be or loads of stuff or podcasts yeah, and yeah, of course. Yeah. So and, I think... And, that, and that the forum, John, yeah. that's taking place there, is, is, is that open to...? Open to anyone. Okay. And the whole idea is, I'm actually speaking at it, but the main thing is anyone can come in there and they can express their views. That's what it's all about. Ger Darcy, the county mm. chairman, is speaking there as well. But in a way, we are not terribly important. What the raison d'etre here is all these people coming in and, you know, and speaking their views. That's what we're hoping. I will hope, and I hope Ger will as well, to try and be controversial and simulate their views. But in the end, you know, if you're interested in tourism in Tipperary, from any part of Tipperary, come to the source at 7pm tomorrow evening. Right. I'll meet you there. Ger Darcy will meet you. We'll have something to 
to say. I, I hope I can get along to that. But what great. I'd love to hear you discuss is accommodation because, I mean, that's the big issue, isn't it? It is, absolutely. I mean, and that has spin-off effects then. I mean, the hotels and the accommodation providers are doing quite well. Well, what happens is then you have the... Who loses out are the coffee shops, mm. the small attractions, that kind of thing. I'll say it straight out. I'm all in favour of Ukrainians coming in here. But... Our, the capacity of this country, as far as I'm concerned, is the capacity of the number of people we can look at, after well outside of the accommodation sector. That's the way I see it. And are it, we at saturation point where that is concerned? Yeah, well, I think we probably are. Well, we're at saturation point now, even with the accommodation uh, sector included. Yeah. That's where that's where I see it. So it's the convents, it's the public sector buildings, it's the old monasteries, it's all of that. But, you you know, you don't go in, you know, it, it would be like putting, I think, uh, you know, taking over, closing down a, a pharma factory, closing it down and saying we're putting, uh, you know, we're putting accommodate a, a migrant we're putting them in there. We should take them, we should spend money on them but you can't compromise an industry any industry and tourism is the one that always gets the rough end of the stick whether it's, it's with COVID if you think of COVID, all the big you know, industry, other industries powered ahead pharma, tech, agriculture, everything else they were caught out there, they're caught out now with accommodation, they were caught, you remember you remember if you go back to recession, but go back before that, remember the ash cloud that closed down Europe yeah, for two weeks. Of course it did, yeah. did. FMD going back there, terrorism, everything else. So it, it can be a fragile industry in that sense, and it seems mm. to be always the whipping by. And, That's what and I'm. And still, it's vital to us for the future. Absolutely. You know, and the spin off and the growth from it. And uh, it's also vital because it brings spending, like St. Eglin's Way, it brings spending into the smaller towns and the smaller villages. I know the groups that are going through on St. Eglin's Way, one thing, they almost always stop in Art Finnan and have a coffee there because they're passing. By. That helps to keep those vibrant businesses alive. And what I'd love to see now is keeping villages alive, using the cooperative model, more cafes. You know, the, like the one up in Anacarty, mm. they're spreading maybe not fast enough. I'd love to see far more of those because, you know, they they bring life to a village and tourists can go in there and meet Well, I mean, the you mentioned village. the one in Anacarty and that is the life and soul of that village now. Yeah. I mean, because within the village itself, there's not a pub anymore. So yeah. that is the social sort of outlet for most people. You know? And you're not clashing mostly with pubs anyway because yeah. even when there's a pub there, mostly now they'll only maybe open five nights a week and maybe open at eight o'clock. Yeah. I think that could be something like the old cooperative model, you know, where the dairy co-op spread yes. across the country, we say about 120 years ago. I think this mm. could spread across the country like a prairie well, fire wouldn't as well. It be great? Well, it started, be it started in Lockmore, in fairness, and they do it brilliantly up there as well. The 50th Annual Charity Challenge yeah. as well, that's taking place in Kerry. I know you wanted to mention that as well. I just so, mentioned yeah. that as well. Now, we're nearly full up. Uh, we have, I suppose, about 130 people on it, and our max is about 140. So if anyone wants to come along, it supports charity. So what they can come along and they book in for this weekend, it costs them 225 euros. And what they'll get for that is two nights in a four-star hotel, a grand dinner Saturday night. But the main thing about it is, on Saturday, they can pick from a choice of six walks. If they always want reasonably fit, and they always want to do Karen Tuchel, you can do it. A whole lot of won't bore 
more your listeners with the other four walks. But it comes down then in stages right down to what's called, you know, a nature and heritage walk in Killarney National Park in between. Then you have the dinner and you have more walks again on Sunday. You know, but there's a walk for everyone. You don't have to mm. do Karen Tuchel or Mangerton. You can do your walk in the park. I'm doing the Kerry Way, the old Kenmare Road, which is fabulous. And over the years, this is the 50th one. And on average, we don't go mad on it. We try to raise about 5,000 and we have succeeded in doing that. And over uh, the 50 of them then, we're well over 250,000 at wow. this stage. So, and oh, we're supporting Down Syndrome House in Torres and, uh, you know, Embrace Farm and all and, that. And would you agree with me, John, and I'm sick of saying it here, I'm sure I'm boring people with it, that we should all go to Kerry for a masterclass of, you know, how to develop tourism, yes. particularly to Killarney. I mean, you know... There's really? nowhere like it, you absolutely. Know. I've been dealing with them for years. I mean, they understand the product. Oh. They've been so long Fiji. in it. They understand the give and take. Nobody, I mean, generally the Irish touring product has Im- become has improved immensely over the last year. You know, when I'm going to Scotland and England, their tourism product is nothing like what we have developed here. And Killarney is the shining example. They have been there since, I think, was it 1861 when Queen Victoria came yeah, and yeah. created Ladies' View and that. They understand tourism once the railways came in there and it's a huge right. tradition. And my God, I, can, I don't know anywhere in the world that does it as well. But with, a, with creativity and vision, yeah. Tipperary and the Glen of Arlow could be on par, do you not think? Yes, we, th- we can't go directly in with them, but we have to develop our own strengths. Yes. And I see strengths like, uh, as I say, St. Declan's Way with Watford. I see the Peach Way, the, the Littleton Labyrinth. They're different. There's nothing in Kerry like those. And, you know, I, I also always think, and again, I'm only throwing out the question mm. because, you know, Father Celsus up there may have different ideas. Holy Cross Abbey. If you look at what they have done up in Ballantubber Abbey in Mayo, Holy Cross Abbey... I think could be something. It could be a major attraction there, but it's not promoted. There is guided tours of it by volunteers and that kind of thing. I'd be asking the question: What way can we make that more attractive? We don't have to build anything. It's there. It's just getting the, the right. message out. So that's the forum. It's at the source. It's at the source. It? What, yeah. what time is that? Happening? Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Okay. Seven o'clock. And a chance to uh, express your views on tourism there. Yes, you know. and, and uh, to be an opportunity to be frank about it as well. Um, your books. How are the books going, by the way? I know the 50 best Irish walks, that, that is selling like... Yeah, it has, yeah. Doesn't that it? one has sold really well. I mean, uh, we brought it out in uh, 2022 and we had to reprint it in February 2023 and the reprint is now about three quarters sold out as well as that. So that's been my big... It's going to be a big seller, but the Pilgrim Paths in Ireland has still been... That has gone through four reprints at wow. that stage. So, wow. And then I have also Wild Stories. That's a one not so much for going out. It's you want to, you're sitting at home by the fire and the rain is lashing outside, mm. and it's all the stories of the characters and the people who have populated the Irish uplands. You know, we'll say we had a lot about Liam Lynch. Do you remember we sure, did that? Yes, Tom Barry. Yeah. All these people had recourse to the hills when they wanted to escape. I suppose what they saw as British oppression, and they always got the most support from the hill people. So, in other words, we'll say you know when the civil war war was on, a lot of people would have been pro-treaty, but you would go down to places like Aherlow and you
you would find the majority of the people still there would support the Republican cause. It's interesting, isn't it? And you've been kind enough to give us two books, but what I'll do is I'll hold them over if it's okay with yeah. you until tomorrow and we'll give them away. And yeah, I just tomorrow. say, if anyone wants more on the Kerry Challenge, which is going on 13th, 14th and 15th of October, if they ring this number 086-807-1753 and who's there is actually Breed will answer okay. that. Give that out one more time, John. Zero eight six eight zero seven one seven five three. All right, Emma will have that uh, just in case you've uh, missed it as well. John, great to see you. Thanks. By the way, we're talking tomorrow night in the source, isn't it? Yes, tomorrow it's night. Tuesday okay. night. Right, just so. for clarity. <laughs> All right, thanks very much indeed, John. We'll take a break. Back in a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecone, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecone, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie